Welcome to Piloting the Pilots, a podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and Christmas movies and let you know which shows soar to the highest highs of small screen or crash and burn. Happy holidays. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my Dennis Quaid Cameron. How are you doing today? I can't believe you said happy holidays. This is a war on Christmas. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> you know, we watched, like, I think a month and a half of horror shows uh-huh. and nothing. Mm-hmm. As, as horrific. <laughs> it's what we just watched. Yes. You know, there was a point where I looked over at you, you know, side-eyed, looked yeah. over at you, and you look over at me and you go, this is grim. <laughs> <laughs> it was so grim. The only <laughs> laughter to be heard, aside from the canned laughter Ugh. of the show, was <laughs> I would look over at you. Yeah. And you looked like you were at a wake. <laughs> 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 if you had just like a plate of like hors d'oeuvres or something, <laughs> silently consoling someone on their loss. Nice. Let's let them know what we watched. We watched Merry, Happy, Whatever. It wasn't Merry, it wasn't Happy, but it's definitely Whatever. It was a whole lot of Whatever. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Nailed that part of the title. Why don't we give people a little bit of flavor of the show? Sure. A strong-willed patriarch must balance the demands of his complicated family. No. With the stress of the Christmas season. No. When his youngest daughter comes home for the holidays with a new boyfriend. That part is true. That, that's, that's true. And then the episode synopsis, if you please. Is entitled, Welcome Matt. When his daughter arrives oh, home. get it? That's the kind of joke. That's the kind of jokes you're gonna get. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Sorry, it took me a while. Actually, that's more like, clever than anything. I was like, I don't show. get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to let it sit for a bit. Yeah. And then I got it. I yeah. think they I think they reverse engineered that. I bet his name was like Nick. <laughs> and then they're like, wait. Wait what for this we episode. Matt? Welcome, like, Matt. Let's reshoot the whole series. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. When his daughter arrives home for the holidays, Don Quinn is forced to put up with her boyfriend, Matt. Matt joins forces with the outlaws or as he dubs them quinlaws the quinlaws yeah and that, that that is a joke that is a joke that, that is what passes for <laughs> a joke a joke you know i will say the first uh, minute you or laughed. two i was chuckling i was in the mood for some dumb christmas spirit yeah yeah, yeah. and um that ended, I, that ended fast. In fact, I wrote it down. Oh, four minutes in goes way downhill. Four minutes. And then after that, it was all grim. Yeah, so that was like uh, 7% of the show. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was good to see Ashley Tisdale getting work. It was good to see a little tiz- <laughs> get tizzy with Tisdale. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's got a job. That's nice. That's nice. This show starred, as we've mentioned before, Dennis Quaid as Don Quinn. Wow, keeping the DQs. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's weird. they hired him just for that. <laughs> yeah. He was in the greatest film ever made, The Day After Tomorrow. This is true. And uh, the 18th greatest movie of all time, Dragonheart. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love Dennis Quaid. <laughs> we also have Bridget Mendler as Emmy Quinn. Mm. She was in. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, that's where I recognized her from. And Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm-hmm. Ashley Tisdale 
as Kayla Quinn. Yeah. She's in the High School Musical Saga. <laughs> nice. And she also is a voice on Phineas and Ferb. Maybe she just needs to get back in the game. Get, 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 get back, back in the game. Get, 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 get back, back, back in the game. We're all yeah. in this <laughs> together. <laughs> we'll start singing the whole movie. <laughs> we got uh, Brent Morin as Matt. He was in Undateable and How to Be Single. Both apply to him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. What? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. That's so rude. We got Elizabeth Ho as Joy Quinn. She was in Disjointed and Life Partners. And also Hayes MacArthur, Sean Quinn. He was in the TV version of Mr. Mom, which I can totally see. <laughs> and Perfect Couples. And there's a couple other characters in there that I did not uh, get. No, yeah. Uh, this was uh, released about almost a year ago, November 28th, 2019. The number one song was Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. And the number one movie was Frozen Dose. Ugh. Yeah, it was pretty bad. You've never even seen Frozen 2. It's, it's, no, I refuse. It's uh, it's it's pretty not great. I refuse because the first one was pretty good. So The first one's good. The second one is really not. Garbage. Yeah, it's pretty is it garbage or something? Is it garbage or something? Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to give me your predictions? Going into <laughs> this show, Merry, Merry Happy, Happy Whatever. whatever. <laughs> I like how I have to keep saying the title <laughs> because I will never remember it. All right. I fully expected an entirely way too long version of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, I think it'll be fun, but ultimately it'll be boring and repetitive. In the end, they'll learn the true meaning of Christmas. Presents. 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 Yes. I was wrong. You were not right. I was now, not right. That might have actually been okay. Like, it would have been, like, right. National Lampoon spread over, I think it's, like, six episodes this series, mm-hmm. so it would be, like, a trilogy of, like, Christmas. Like, it would have been, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like no, this is just a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is just a bad idea. My predictions was it will be a hokey Christmas comedy with canned laughter. Oh, my God. You nailed the canned laughter. I, I was joking about the canned laughter bit. And groan-worthy jokes. I didn't uh, even know they did canned laughter anymore. I, I just didn't felt either. like it would. It just felt wow. like it would. You got it right. I don't think I will laugh once. <laughs> I expect this will be non-PC trying to disguise itself as progressive comedy. <laughs> what? I'm... We have interracial relationships. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. Stop calling us racist. <laughs> MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I think I, I think I got it pretty close actually. Yeah, I think you were very close. I was way off the mark because I thought it'd be fun, ultimately boring, but fun. Yeah, I yeah. It, I still question the idea of a television show that is Christmas centric. Yeah, like I really love the dumb holiday rom coms, mm-hmm. although this is the second one where I'm like, this is garbage. Yeah, but it's garbage in a different way. Yeah, it's a, it definitely. went it went the other spectrum. Yeah, where where. The other one went like a raunchy comedy route. Right. This was more PG comedy, but it felt like it was from a different era. Oh man, it was making me really wince at it. It was of like it. Soviet era Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Alabamians. <laughs> don't be. <laughs> don't ever say. Sorry. Except for the thirty percent that are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, don't yeah. be for the rest. You're right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. But before we get into it, yeah, I got some facts for you. Okay. We got some more. 
holiday monster facts. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> holiday monster facts? Maybe we should stop doing these because I did just have a nightmare last night about Victorian dolls attacking me. I know. They, these are these these bloom later. <laughs> yeah. I, I did also hear tell of a listener mm-hmm. who every time we talked about letting me out <laughs> would see one time she saw a dead deer. <laughs> It's a premonition. And the next time we mentioned letting me out, she saw two deers running through the forest. One was about to die? And I've just mentioned letting me out. This is for you. (laughs) (laughs) Something gross is going to happen to you right now. With venison. With venison. (laughs) It'd be awesome. She was like, like, I was eating venison when I heard this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is uh this this is just for one specific listener right now. It's all right. Let him out is real and he's coming to get you. <laughs> oh right, he was a he. Yeah, we can never yeah. figure that out. Anyway, we're gonna talk about something else that you're gonna have nightmares about in about uh January. Nice, excellent. Cool. Okay. First we're gonna talk about Befana. Befana. Which is essentially Italy's second Santa. Cool. They have two Santas? Basically. Do they get double the presents? Yes, they do. Well, then I'm taking that. That's a good one, right? Yeah. She's a broom-riding, soot-covered hag who flies around Italy the night of the Feast of Epiphany. Oh, no. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't know I was called Bufana. In Italy, they call you that behind wow, your back Wow, I the had time. no idea. I just do this every Epiphany La because Bufana. it's fun. <laughs> Specifically, except Italy. I do it in the nude. Yes, <laughs> it makes it more fun when you're a hag. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I like that. She delivers candy and toys to all the good boys and girls. Hell yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> or coal and sticks to mm-hmm. bad kids. Mm-hmm. Coal and sticks seems very dangerous if the bad kid's an arsonist. Yeah, and sticks are really bad for bad kids because they'll hit other people with them. Well, coal, you can just. Pick. I mean, Hunter grabs like train tracks and will beat you with them. <laughs> it's like a mini kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's also said to sweep out your home as if a figure like very judgmental. Like, <laughs> I, she's me. She's also said to sweep your home as a figurative way of cleaning out the past year's bad stuff to make way for the new year's bad That's stuff. Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> her name is derived from the Latin word for epiphany, mm-hmm. and the being herself has roots in the Roman goddess of the new year, Strenia. Because mm, it's strenuous, right? I guess so. Well, she's cleaning your house for you. <laughs> it's not something I would do. That's a that's, lie. That, that, that's, that's a lie. I that's don't do that. That's how I know that you don't do this. <laughs> you just go out riding naked on a broom for other reasons. But it's not to clean people's houses. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this is for truth. <laughs> One legend states that La Bafana was an old woman who lived in a village. One day, the three magi or wise men dropped by the village and asked her where the Christ child was born as they had seen his star in the sky. Okay. I don't know why they would ask a random innkeeper this. <laughs> they just walk by. Hey, have you seen the Christ child? You've seen the stars, correct? <laughs> but wait, but wait, but wait. It wasn't King Herod, like, killing all of the firstborn sons? Yeah, but that had so, nothing to do with astrology. You... No, no, here's my thing. Let me link these two together. Okay. Why would you be we, asking we people? <laughs> why would you be asking people about this firstborn son? Yeah. Nobody's going to tell you about it because all the firstborn sons are being murdered. I don't know you from Adam. Yeah, you could Magi. be a Herod spy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that. And we've got a like newborn baby boy. There's no way in hell I'm telling you where this kid is. Yeah, so maybe Lafana yeah. was just being a hero. Yeah, she was a hero. How she about that? She was a hero. How about that? She was a hero. She was a hero. And it, oh yeah, and 
apparently this is in Italy. Yeah. So the Magi came through Italy and were like, hey, where's Bethlehem? You know that place <laughs> in the Middle East? Place. You know that place super far away? <laughs> you know, we live in a world where people don't live with, like, like have, cars or planes. Don't yeah. travel without, outside of a five mile radius. <laughs> they were on camels. Where's the Christ child? Where's the Christ child? I would be scared too. If someone came to our door and was like, where's the Christ child? I'd be like, uh, next door. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what she was supposed to do there. Yeah, I don't, yeah. But anyway, she didn't know. But okay. she welcomed them to stay at her place, which was renowned in the town. Hmm. <laughs> nice rhyming. Renowned in the town. I like your scalding, honey. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, someone who's just gotten Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Have I? She Am was... I going to be using Norse terminology this entire episode? <laughs> most Probably. likely. Yes, most likely. <laughs> uh, she was known as the best housekeeper. So, hmm. good, good for them. The next day, the Magi invited her to come with them. Again, don't know why. <laughs> she's gonna, like, because she's going to clean up their poop as the camels walk out. So. She brings it off the very street. Very self-serving, these very, Magi. Very, very. Uh, but she declined, stating that she was far too busy. I'm too busy to meet the Son to of God. To clean up after you. I can't. Son of God, I've got... I'm in Italy! I'm in Italy! I'm still a pagan! <laughs> I've got 40 gods here! Yeah. But then, like, a few hours later, she was like, oh, maybe I should meet the Son of God. <laughs> well, it's always good to have favors with from gods. <laughs> so she chased after them, but she never found them. Hmm. Henceforth... <laughs> I like that gesture. Just sure. Just sure. My bed. She was said to search every home for the baby Jesus, rewarding the good boys and girls and punishing the other little Why? Because she did... She's looking for baby Jesus, and every time she's like, you're not him, Cole. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a very hard benchmark for children to have to, like, live up to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not Jesus, Here's a lot sticks. of stress for you. How much, like, Jesus are you, five-year-old? Uh, there's another take on her origin, which says she was a woman who lost her child. Aww. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Understandably, she went a little crazy. Mm. When she heard that Jesus was born, mm -hmm. she became convinced that he was her child. This is yeah. Really, this well, is really, yeah, this because really dark I definitely give birth to gods. Yeah. So I she, get that. So she yeah. traveled from Italy <laughs> to Bethlehem. And I guess news just traveled really fast in those days. Like, I get that doesn't make sense to me. And she gave him a ton of presents. Yeah. So baby G was so delighted by the gifts because he's a baby. Probably just had gas really. <laughs> uh, he made her the mother of all of Italy. Yeah. And that's okay. what. So he gave her eternal life to give presents to to babies. So he made her a saint, like Saint Nick. No, he's not. A, she's not a saint. She's a witch. She's a witch. She's a hag. <laughs> She's a um, I'm so confused by this. Today, she is celebrated all over Italy. There's a huge festival every year, and all the children can expect at least one lump of coal in their okay. stocking, which is actually rock candy mm -hmm. uh, painted black and coated with caramel. Um, cool. To signify that no child is perfect, and they are at least sometimes bad. Oh, that's adorable. I, like, I always like that yeah. feeling like you don't expect children to be perfect all the time. Yeah, exactly. And so we can kind of do something nice. Yeah. She's also got poems. Sweet. <laughs> the first one you can recite if you so choose is The Bufana Comes By Night. With her shoes all tattered and torn. Oh, I don't wear torn shoes. She comes dressed in the Roman way. Long live the Bufana. So in like a toga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naked. 
naked. <laughs> uh, She's got a tit hanging out. Here comes. Goes, <laughs> you know all those like what? dumb statues. They always have the toga kind of half, and she's always got, got like one, one tit one hanging tit. out. <laughs> she's like, who needs to be breastfed? <laughs> gross. That no. What? That was gross. That's not too far. No, I was going artistic. I was going biological. Because if you look at all of these old Roman uh, paintings and stuff, there's always a woman with one tit hanging out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For breastfeeding. <laughs> No. They symbolize the mother of the world, I swear. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gross. Like Bufana. Moving on. <laughs> here comes, here comes the Bufana. She comes from the mountains in the deep of night. Look how tired she is, all yeah. wrapped up in snow and frost and Always the north cleaning. wind. Here comes, here comes the Bufana. She oh, she's comes. got a V. Yeah. The Bufana. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum... <laughs> <laughs> it keeps going. We have a different person now. Okay. So Bufano, she's all right. Bufano's pretty cool. We like her. Yeah. Oh, this will be good for you, Ms. Valhalla. Okay. On the other side of the spectrum, Iceland gives us the Christmas myth of the giantess Gryla and her slothful husband, Lapaluda, <laughs> and their pet, the Yule Cat, Yolkulturin. <laughs> don't even, don't even try it. I don't even know what half of those marks just, are. Just call it a Yule Cat. <laughs> Yule Cat and their 13 Well, kids. he's not exactly lazy if they have 13 kids, is he? They are, yeah, they are <laughs> stepchildren. She's been married three times. He's I, the third husband. Oh, and they're not any biologically no, related to him? No, okay. biological. No biologicals. Okay. Gryla was first mentioned in the 13th century in the Prose Edda, which is our primary source for Norse myths. Oh, Okay. She is described as being huge and hideous, Aww. and in her first appearances would uh, manifest as a beggar mm-hmm. who would try to convince parents to give her their disobedient children. So she could eat them? For eating. Really? I didn't see that one coming. Hey, mm. your kid's a little bit of a snot. I like him with sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Cream sauce. <laughs> At Christmas time, she is said to leave her cave in the Dimmerborger <laughs> lava fields. And fill her sack with naughty children, which she would, in Master Samwise Gamgee's words, boil them, mash them, and stick them in a stew. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Gryla's cat, also known as the Yule Cat, is a sa- I did not try to put that name in again. <laughs> is a savage cat said to roam the countryside, devouring anyone who had not received new clothes for Christmas. Do pajamas count? Uh, yes, yes. Sweet, because, you know, we just bought a ton of new uh, Christmas jammies yeah, so for everybody, okay. so we're good. So everybody <laughs> better go out and buy some clothes before Christmas. Buy some Christmas jammies. Or she'll eat ya. Or she'll eat ya. And, like, basically, this was... There are so many evil Christmas things out there. It's a surprising amount, isn't there? Like, yeah, you really need to be strict with your behavior all year. <laughs> well, the Yule Cat plays into this, too. Okay. The Yule Cat was part of a long-standing oral tradition but the first record wasn't until the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Evidently, farmers would threaten their workers with the, with the Yule Cat as an incentive for them to process wool faster. Assholes. Yes. Okay. If they did their work fast enough, they were gifted new clothes. Assholes. So they wouldn't be eaten. Wow. And if they didn't work fast enough, they were basically just left to the Yule Cat's whims. Ugh. So that's really a way of exploiting people's superstitions yeah. to get them to do what you want them to do. Yeah. Wow. That blows. Yeah. Gryla was the mother to 13 children known as the Yule Lads, 
in recent years. <laughs> the Yule <Yolads>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great Christmas band. <laughs> the, Yule. the Yule Lads. I am John Lennon and the Yule Lads. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> in recent years, they've assumed a more benevolent, albeit mischievous persona, giving out toys and candies placed in children's shoes that are left on windowsills. But, mm-hmm. as you might expect... Okay. They leave poison. <laughs> There's poison. It's all poison. <laughs> they didn't start out very nice. <laughs> they were said to come down each night during Yuletide, mm-hmm. each with a different name, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Yeah, okay. That represents the types of pranks they would play. Mm. So, here is the English translations of their names. Okay. We've got Sheep, Coat, Claude. <laughs> We're the Yule Lads. I'm Sheep Claude. <laughs> he would harass sheep, <laughs> but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We got 12 more to go. No. Um, oh, my God. We got Gully Gawk. No. He hides in gullies waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal some milk. <laughs> <laughs> what the F? We got Stubby. Stubby! (laughs) Abnormally short. Uh He steals pans to eat the crusts left on him. Pants? Like a pie Oh, pans. Yeah. I thought you said pants, and I was like, what crust? That's disgusting. Stop eating the crust of my pants. (laughs) Stubby. Stubby. We got Spoon Licker. (laughs) He steals and licks wooden spoons. Is extremely thin due to malnutrition. Yeah, you think? Yeah. You know, someone needs to take the Yule Lads away from Gryla. Yeah, seriously. She's a terrible mom. <laughs> terrible mother. Got pot scraper. Uh, steals leftovers from pots. Sure. Bowl liquor. <laughs> steals <laughs> leftovers from bowls. He hides under beds waiting for someone to put down their ass cure, okay. which is a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes, and which he then steals. Sure. <laughs> We got Door Slammer. What do you think he does? Oh, I think he slams doors. He likes to slam doors, especially during the night waking everyone up. Wow, these are aptly named names. I'm going to, Christmas Eve, I'm going to slam a freaking door so loud. <laughs> Freak everyone out. We got Skier Gobbler. He, he gobbles has, skiers? He has a great affinity for skier, which is yogurt. Ah. Like a, basically a type of yogurt. Mm-hmm. S- sausage Swiper. I don't want to know what he does. Chronic Masturbator. <laughs> Uh, he hides in rafters and snatches sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Window peeper. It, I wonder what he does. He and the sausage snatcher hang out together <laughs> looking for their next... Window peeper and sausage snapper. <laughs> Swiper. This, is, this, this is, sausage snapper would be really this, bad. This is getting bad now. <laughs> These are no longer pranks. We got doorway sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> He had a big nose for sniffing out laufa bread. So oh. if you've ever watched a Great British Baking yeah. Show, you would know what laufa bread is. Exactly. He comes for you. We got Meat Hook, who murders you with his meat hook. <laughs> or, no, he just steals your meat. <laughs> <laughs> he steals your meat and two veg. Watch out. And then we have Candle Stealer. He um, steals candles. Steals candles, which of, apparently were made of tallow mm. and therefore edible. You could eat your candles. So, ew. Yeah, isn't that just lard? Isn't that whale lard? Yeah, I think so. Like, Ooh, <laughs> a little Icelandic children sucking on their whale lard pops. Oh, gross. I, I got a little bit sick. <laughs> Did Ugh. you have a question? You look like you had a question. No. About window sniffer? Me no. <laughs> Stubby? 
Sausage stinker. Whatever. I'm not going to insult anyone's beliefs. <laughs> no, you're not. You're doing a great job. You're being very respectful. Thank you. In some traditions, there are also two Yule ladies mm-hmm. uh, who would steal melted fat and hide it by sticking it in their socks or shoving it up their nose. Gross, because melted fat reeks. Just stuffing a, just stuffing that fat up your Ugh. nose. Gross. And that are things that people believe in. Now, would you take any of those traditions? You want 13 Yule lads? No. Scare kids with a Yule cat that's going to eat them? No. Yeah. And so, the, I don't understand. I want more information on this Yule cat. What does it look like? How big is it? I'm assuming it's pretty big. Does it big. only come out around Yule? Yes. Yes, all of these. Yes, and what does out. it have to do with the Yule log? You just burn a Yule log, I think, right? Like, at, during Yule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's Yuletide? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what show could probably give us the answers to those questions? Merry, happy, whatever. I <laughs> like how you had to look to see what the title was. <laughs> we have no idea what the title is. We keep getting it wrong. Okay, so give me your first impressions of Merry, happy, whatever. Okay, well, you know, it starts out. Great, you loved it. I did actually have a loud chuckle if it wasn't for that damn canned laughter. Okay. I hate canned laughter. Canned laughter. uh, Don't tell me when I'm supposed to laugh. And that joke wasn't funny enough for that laughter. Exactly, because there's always that one woman who peeps up a little bit over the (laughs) air. But you know when canned laughter really doesn't work? And I don't think it works really ever, except for when you're watching really old sitcoms from like, you know, yeah, the, that's just what they had. In like the 80s or whatever. It's just normal. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been used in so long that it feels really awkward now. Yeah. But you know what it really felt disjointed? Mm-hmm. Is it was happening when they were outside. They were <laughs> filming a scene. It wasn't on right. a set. It was actually outside. And I'm like, so am I to believe that there's like a rostrum <laughs> of people? Of people just sitting there going. Yeah, so go ahead. So, no. so you thought it started out strong. Loved yeah, it. and and I said, "Can laughter?" Question mark to shitty jokes, <laughs> and then she looks like she's in hell kissing her boyfriend. Okay, let's talk about her boyfriend <laughs> now. Her boyfriend. We're gonna say this as nicely as possible. A what? You mean you? Don't put we in okay, there. Okay, I'm gonna say this as nicely as possible. Mm. He mm. a. Looks too old to be a musician. <laughs> you're never too old to like music. No, 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 no. Uh, no, you're you're never too old to be a musician. Okay. You're, he looks too old to be like an up and coming musician. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there comes a point. Right. Like if you haven't like really made it made strides by say like your mid twenties. Okay. You ain't gonna make it. I mean, you can always be. He does look like popping. he's like thirty eight, thirty nine. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't tell how old they were supposed to be and personally if i were dennis quaid i wouldn't be too thrilled with a schlubby little musician (laughs) either i mean he he is not shaved and and that's fine i'm not shaved either right now but i mean like i'm not trying to impress anybody's family either like he comes basically in his sweats yeah you know unshaven Mm -hmm. to meet his girlfriend's father who i'm sure knows is Extremely conservative. <laughs> so, like, you didn't. He didn't put any effort right. into this, and he's going for ten days, mm-hmm. and he plans on proposing to her on Christmas Day because it's the best day of the year to propose. Which, whatever. 
It is not. It is not. The best date. It is not. Everybody knows the best date to propose to someone is Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) Easter, actually. (laughs) Easter. No, that's the sexiest day of the year. That's the sexiest day of the year. My bad. Labor Day. That's the best day to propose. But yeah, I agree with you. Canned laughter, I hate it. I hate anyone telling me where I'm supposed to laugh. Yeah. And... This show, according to them, every line was a joke. Yeah, and it really wasn't. It was not. It really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was just really sad. He's set up as this kind of nerdy kid who makes, like, Star Wars jokes. Right. Kid, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just called him an old man, and we're like, middle this age, kid. This middle-aged guy. <laughs> it, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, though, I don't think it's completely horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't think the writing is... Awful, awful. I think there's, there are moments I think that are good. Yeah. Um, like you had a couple laugh moments. That yeah, I, I wrote down the joke. Um, he was like, so that's how you get to sleep or whatever. And the boyfriend yeah. goes, uh, yeah, I had like some uh, half an ambient and some wine to get to sleep. And, and Dennis Quaid in this plays a cop dad. So he goes mixing drugs and alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. And I chuckled because that was funny. Yeah, it was a good it was yeah. a good setup and a good delivery. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the last moments. And that, that would was happen. it. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a line when they're driving home and Dennis Quaid is trying to like hook his daughter up with a cushy job in town. Yeah, in Philadelphia because she lives in LA and he wants her back home. Yeah. So he basically wants her to leave her boyfriend. Very controlling. Very controlling. Like sickening controlling. And I get that's like the the whole point of the show, but right. it's very not great. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. Yeah, it it just doesn't work for me in the mm-hmm. 21st century. Mm-hmm. Like I don't relate to that. No. And I don't even feel like Many people Dennis Quaid's age should even at this point relate no. to that. No, he's trying to convince her to like meet up with this guy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't really want to. And he says the line, forget I mentioned it, but keep it in mind. Ugh. But I mean, no, but I kind of like that. <laughs> the writing of that line, I like. Okay. like that. I like the forget about it, but think about it kind of mm-hmm. way it's written. But it's delivered not great. Right. It's filmed not great. Like. If I were just writing that line, I'd be like, oh, that's a cool line. That's a clever line. Right. This show does nothing with it. You... Like, there's nothing to make it good. <laughs> well, I said it's a it's a really long SNL sketch that's nowhere near funny. Oh, you know what? That's how it does feel because like Because it, it feels like a set. Yeah. Like, it feels like a really bad set. It feels like, a, yeah, it's like... Christmas with the Quins. Yeah, like Thompson. Friends was on a set, you know? Yeah, but yeah. it didn't feel like a set. Yeah, it felt more lived in. Yeah. Like, oh, and there was like, I mean, there was stuff in here that was just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like talking about making a set, they're in her bedroom at one point. Right. And I was looking at all the posters on her wall to mm-hmm. like, this is her kids, <laughs> like Ugh. her teenage bedroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a poster on there. That was announcing live music festival. Right. Which is a very, like, Birdemic type, like, generic thing. It was live music festival in Philadelphia featuring, and then it was just, like, the writers thinking of whatever bands. Uh, Linkin Park. Uh, Blink-182. Coldplay. Coldplay. No doubt. I'm like, that would be the weirdest. And in KOTB. (laughs) They're back, baby. They're back. (laughs) They're back, baby. (laughs) But, like, I thought that was really funny because it was, like, such, like, a generic fake poster. Yeah. 
And two, their rooms were as if they were still 13-year-old girls. Yeah. Those rooms would have changed from the time they were 13 to 18. Yeah, exactly. Most definitely. Well, and again, how old is she supposed to be? I don't know. Because that live music festival said 2004. So that's at least, that's six, was that 17 years ago? Okay. Or I guess it would have been 16 years ago. So So she's got to be in her early 30s. Yeah, she's got to be in her early 30s. That means her musician boyfriend trying to break big is like pushing 40. Mm. <laughs> like, you lose a lot of chances the older you get. Yeah, I'm not, like, so I think I would be a little disappointed too <laughs> if I were Dennis Quaid. I'm like, give it up, man. Like, I'm not saying give up music. I'm just saying, like, there comes a time when you're not going to be, like, top of the charts anymore. Really, seriously. <laughs> There's a shelf life for these things. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave that and, in your and, hands. Unless, unless you're already established. Okay. Like, you can be Blink-182 now and still have hits, but that's because they have 20 years of history behind right, them. Right, right. Okay. But, like, you can't be, like, Mark Hoppus's age, who's, what, 45? <laughs> and, like, going to break in and, like, hit a number one hit. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> I, felt the, I felt the show was very exhausting. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of my notes because I started just zoning. Yeah. It was very yeah. exhausting. There's way too many characters in it. Way too many. There's a scene, and it's not played for a joke, no. where they're at the house. Suddenly, there's like five kids. There's five kids. And, and each of those five kids have five kids? Yeah, like she meets up with one sister, and you're yeah. like, okay, here's her, her sister. Yeah. And then and then a, a brother, brother comes, comes in, in with like, his okay. wife and three kids. And I'm like, okay, so she has a sister and a brother. And they do make a dumb joke being like, you will be tested on all these names. And then in comes another, another sister, sister and her soon-to-be ex-husband. Yeah, because he divorces her like right there right on there. Like, Christmas Day yeah. or whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm jealous of him getting out of the show. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was <laughs> like, ugh. You really yeah. dodged a bullet there, buddy. It is lousy with conservative-type humor. <laughs> and... If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. You know what I mean? This show was the Ted Nugent. (laughs) Oh, God. To the Simpsons season three through ten's Led Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For a musical comparison. Yeah, yeah, Since this show's so concerned about that stuff. Yeah. Because they called him a dud for not liking football. They called him a dud yeah. for not liking football. There's a lot of, like, gun kind of, like, did you unholster your gun kind yeah. of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he chides his uh, daughter for writing Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas yeah. on her Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. There's an extended gay joke yeah, in here. Yeah, which was not funny. Not funny. I, and then it turns out actually, the kid is atheist, and they're like, uh, oh, that's even worse. Yeah, like, we'll set that up mm-hmm. a little bit. So, like, the son of the one of the sisters, oh, the, no, I'm sorry, it's the sister-in-law and the brother. Yeah. And he comes down, he wants to sit down, and he starts off by saying, like, I, I have these feelings mm-hmm. inside of me. And it's very much set up like he's about to come out yeah. to his parents. And, and his and, parents are being assholes. No, his mother's not being too bad, but the f- dad, the mm-hmm. son of Dennis Quaid, is yeah. being just, like, a jerk, like freaking out, like, oh my God, yeah. my son's gonna say he's gay. And then, he, then the kid says, I'm atheist. Yeah. And then he kind of, he's like, oh, thank God, I thought you were gonna say you were. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm like, dude, it is freaking. Well, when this came out, 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, get over your dumb self. You should not be reacting this way mm-hmm. in this day and age. Yeah. If you're, I mean, I know it's sad and I know this 
does happen, mm-hmm. but I think it's a big mistake. Big mistake. A big mistake <laughs> in 2019 to have one of your lead characters, like, suffering from gay panic. Yeah. Hump phobia. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and, like, he's a hero. He's one of Ugh. our, I mean, he's supposed to be flawed, but, you know, like, we're supposed to, like, relate to him at, on some level. And it's like, get over I, yourself, yeah, bro. Yeah, seriously. I cannot understand being angry at your kid for who they are. I cannot understand that concept at all. Well, and I don't understand the idea that coming out as atheist yeah. is such a big deal that it requires an announcement. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to go to church. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, he's like, <laughs> who's going to tell grandpa that I'm an atheist? Yeah. You or me? And I'm like, yeah. or just don't who cares who cares like i mean and then he's like well i can't go to church if i don't believe in god and just pretend i'm like just go to church and freaking pretend yeah it's just christmas day get over it like i don't like going to churches either but when i was with your family i went to them yeah exactly like you just go you You, just go i mean you don't i I mean just go i I don't understand why this was like a source of drama yeah i like at the end of the the show Dennis Quaid is in the hospital mm-hmm. and the little boy disappears to talk to him and they start freaking out like he's going to go choose this moment to mm-hmm. come out as atheist. I'm like, why are we even having this conversation? Yeah. Like, this is none of anybody's business. Yeah. It's not. It's his his faith is his own business. That's right. So. So, yeah. So this show sucked. Yeah. Show sucked. There was a moment also in the hospital <laughs> where You're thinking hard <laughs> well yeah i know it's, it's, it's crazy it's like only a 30 minute show mm-hmm. and i'm really struggling to find anything about it that sticks up in my brain like that he i mean we had a scene in there here where the boyfriend matt mm-hmm. goes to ask her father's permission to like marry her yeah and there's a big thing of like uh, thank you for asking my permission. Yeah. And that just feels dated as crap. Oh, it's disgusting. And I get it. I get that's, like, part of the show. Mm. Like, I get that that conflict with uh, traditional, quote-unquote, mm. traditional values versus, like, modern-day mm-hmm. uh, sentiments is kind of, like, what the show is about. But the show obviously is leaning more towards the traditional right. rather than the like, more modern Mm -hmm. thinking. Like, any woman is owned by either the husband or the father. Like, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no reason why Matt should have felt, as a modern man... Yeah, felt compelled to tell them. ...to ask her permission, like, she's a chattel to be bartered for. Exactly. Like, so the fact that he's like, I just thought it would be good, I'm like, just the fact that you thought you should is kind of makes you a... a, Tool. A tool. A big, fat tool. (laughs) A big, fat tool. So they end up in the hospital. He's trying to, like, uh, impress Dennis Quaid. They fall off a roof. Yeah. They end up in the hospital. Dennis Quaid starts flirting with the doctor there. Right. And, and apparently, okay. They my, my work problem, together? Well, let me, let's okay. put a pin in that one. Okay. So it turns out Dennis Quaid's wife has only been dead for three, three years. Three years. But they act like every single tradition has been going on for, for 20. Y- yes, yes. I was I actually wrote that down at one point because they have yeah. this. Light up angel. Yeah. Looks like the one we have in front of our house at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. and, Except ours is taller and, and sleeker. And the, he, <laughs> he's like, that angel represents my wife mm-hmm. looking down on us. Yeah. And I actually made a note at the time that I deleted. Yeah. Because of that three-year revelation. Yeah. But then I was like, 
Well, that that thing is obviously not 20 years old. Yeah, they see, can... I was thinking these two traditions have been going on for many, many, many years. Yeah. And how they talk about her, it's like she's been gone for, for so long. And then the guy, now that I'm thinking about it, the guy who flounces yeah. <laughs> with the divorce thing, yeah. one of his uh, things he says just before he goes is he criticizes their mother's cooking. Like, it's yeah. too salty. I'm like, oh, crap, she's only been dead for three years, Three bro. years, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> like, that might be a little soon to... <laughs> to, uh, to be doing that. Like, these traditions just didn't make sense for only three years. Yeah, they were acting like this is like... And then, he must have been with that woman for a really long time. So, it's really crazy to me that he's suddenly like, I really like this nurse. Yeah. I was like, whoa, like, it has only been three well, years. Well, and that's a big problem I have with a lot of TV shows and movies, mm-hmm. is how quickly after losing someone, yeah. they expect you to get back. Weren't we, wasn't there a show we covered here where like someone had been like dead for like six months? And yeah, they and they like, were like, you have to get back on the horse. You need to get back on that horse, and by the horse, I mean the penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Women are expected to get married like six months after their husbands die. It, it was funny, though, because when they first arrive at the house, mm-hmm. the, wife, or the girlfriend of the show turns to Matt and she's like, this is the house that made all of And the... both of us go, oh, where was she conceived? <laughs> is she going to tell him exactly <laughs> she where she was conceived? I was like, ew. <laughs> Apparently it was a very athletic uh, <laughs> sex- sexual uh, moment. I hated this show. I was conceived technically all over this room. I think I would have preferred to watch Holiday. Holiday... Actually, no, I hate that one, too. I think Holiday had more legitimately funny moments in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like... Ass explosion. Yeah. Yeah, Over, like, those were, like, when I laughed at those Mm -hmm. moments, those were actual, honest-to-goodness, like, that's funny moments. Whereas this show, even, like, when they did trick you into laughing a little bit, (laughs) it was never, like, a belly laugh. It was more of a, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not really important. What I was going to say the was... Nurse. With the nurse. The, no, the doctor. Oh, she's a doctor? Yeah, I believe so. I thought she was a nurse. Because he said, um, the nurse is forcing me to drink this juice. Oh, maybe she... Oh, well, then this is this a This is a conservative show. show. Oh, I mean, sorry. why I, would she be a doctor? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Actually, that was my bad. My and bad. she's AA. <laughs> Matt calls Dennis Quaid on. He's like, you like her. He's like, no, I don't. I just work with her. And I'm like, you are a cop and she is, I guess, a nurse. When, <laughs> when, do those be, when are those co-workers? Yeah. <laughs> How often does that, like, I know, What's so going weird. on in Philly that, like, he's oh, there every day? Oh, it reminds me of the Glades. Remember he uh, hires on the nurse to be his partner? I don't remember the detective the loved it. <laughs> we'll probably have to do it for this show. Yes, because people would like throw their dead bodies into Gatorland, yeah. so that they would be eaten by gators. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my final kind of thought was the show can't end it without some schmaltz <laughs> and some real conservative type. Um... Yeah, because then it turns out Dennis Quaid is blackmailing the dude who's offering the job to Emma. Right. Well, before that, though, they're out of the hospital. They're all celebrating that Dennis Quaid goes up to his daughter in front of Matt mm-hmm. and was like, you can pay me back for whatever or whatever it is. For... Or do me a favor or whatever. Yeah, because and... Matt stapled my head. Yeah, because Matt stapled my head. Yeah. You... <laughs> it sounds like Matt owes the favor. You can go meet with my friend. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take the job. You just I just want you to meet with him. And she's like, okay. Ugh. And then Dennis Quaid walks away, and Matt, who had been standing there the whole time, is like, you're really going to meet with that guy? <laughs> and I'm like, 
what are you jealous? Like, <laughs> do you not understand what's going on here? Like, she was obviously coerced by her father to like right. accept this like meeting. I would say both men suck ass. They both suck in different <laughs> in different ways. Yeah, like. Don't bring in the one who's not actually your blood. <laughs> I think if we're looking at this from, like, a conservative point of view, mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid's the alpha male. Matt is the beta male. But, Ugh. like, in, in like the other husband is, too. The mm-hmm. other in-law, outlaw, quinlaw mm-hmm. guy, he's, like, they're, they're very... The show has a very specific view of what a beta male is, and it's pretty ridiculous. It's insulting to everybody, really. Pretty much the show is insulting to everybody. Yeah. I don't know who this show is for, really. I think it's for deep conservatives, yes. You think it is for deep conservatives? Mm -hmm. Because they can relate with that, like, oh, my God, what if my son said he was gay? Oh, my God, my son-in-law doesn't like football. Oh, my God, they're an (laughs) atheist. How would I ever tell my (laughs) great-grandfather? Yeah, I guess it's for, I think it's for conservatives. Hardcore. Hardcore conservative. Hardcore, like extreme. Like, I think you are supposed to relate. I think the character you're supposed to relate with is Dennis Quaid. Yeah. I think he's actually the hero of the show. And he's just trying to, like, I think he's just trying to navigate all of this. Mm -hmm. I think after six whatever episodes, and remember, this is getting to season two, (laughs) he's going to have to, like, soften a little bit, but not give up his, like, core traditional values. I think that's where this is heading. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not watching it. Oh, no. Oh, very much no. Nope. Hard no. (laughs) Do you want to hear what other people had to say? Yeah, okay. Okay. First, we got from Victoria Joy Arnold. Mm -hmm. Canned laughter and hot garbage. I wouldn't call it hot. (laughs) Cold garbage. Hot sounds like steamy, sexy kind (laughs) of. No, not that for sure. Not at all. Canned laughter, obvious setups, bland actors. <laughs> they ruined Dennis Quaid. I get that. I am right there with you, sister. It really is, because I like Dennis Quaid I, as an actor. Yes, I loved him up until uh, the first five minutes were over. Yeah. When he did that crap in the car, that's when I was like, I'm so over this garbage. But even so, like, the way Dennis Quaid is even acting in the show, mm-hmm. it just, he's, I feel for him. I feel like he's in a very <laughs> sad place. <laughs> Because, well, when your brother's Randy. Yeah. Like, maybe, You're always going to be in a affect, sad place. Is that affecting the roles he's being offered at this point? You know, probably, yeah. Because Maybe. Because, and he is a conservative in real life, right. so maybe he's having trouble finding decent work, or maybe he saw this as a, a way of being like, hey, we can show the conservatives have a sense of humor, too. Right. But, like, he just, it's, you can see something in his acting. Mm-hmm. He's trying to give it, like, a sitcom flavor, but there's also a sadness in his eyes. <laughs> we'll never be as funny as those libtards. <laughs> we'll never. We got all the good musicians. Yeah, all the good everybody actors, cool. All the good comedians. What do we got? Jeff Foxworthy? Larry the Cable Guy? Ted Nugent? Scott Baio? Scott Baio? Kevin Sorbo? <laughs> they got Xena Warrior Princess. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this show was produced to the same level of quality as canned cranberry sauce. Yeah, it's gross. It tastes like metal. Yeah. yeah. But unlike the dependability of canned cranberry, <laughs> this show won't brighten up your day. <laughs> Maybe someone was like looking at their pantry when they were like, this show reminds me of canned cranberry. <laughs> uh, 
I love it when people use like metaphor in their reviews. This is a great review. And make you more miserable than you were starting the show. <laughs> Netflix, shame on you for ruining Dennis Quaid. <laughs> he was in The Day After Tomorrow. He was. That movie was excellent. <laughs> All right. We got a, on the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. We got Simply Wonderful uh. by Hayden Hodges. Mm. First, I thought it said something else. First, if you are basing your decision to enjoy this show upon the reviews from those too impatient to view past the first episode due to the laugh track, (laughs) you simply will miss a fantastic production. (laughs) Well, then maybe they should have gotten rid of the laugh track. Because even your top reviewer with, like, the most stars is like, that does suck. (laughs) Do Do you think the show was filmed without a laugh track and, like, Netflix... Watched it. Was, and was like, like, we need to make this more sitcomy. Well, well, they were like, nobody's gonna know where the jokes are if we don't. Because it's not that funny. <laughs> we need to punctuate everything, and then they were like, we'll punctuate everything, including divorcing. Yeah, <laughs> huh, laugh track here. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother's food sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Next, the mixture of the cast and characters is perfect, and. Despite their arcs being rushed in a mere eight episodes, <laughs> almost any view... What they want from this show? <laughs> they wanted sagas. I want a commitment. 35 episode season. Per character. <laughs> almost any viewer can find one or more of them relatable. No. No. Did you find anybody relatable? God, no. I guess the in-law wife was all right. Joy? Joy, yeah. She, I like Joy. Joy was fine. She was the best part, and unfortunately, she's kind of a doormat. She's a doormat, though, because the way her personality, mm-hmm. her personality does not work with her husband. No, it does There's not. There's no way mm-hmm. someone like Joy, yeah. who would, wouldn't give a crap if her, her son is atheist In fact, she's, day. like, super proud that he's standing up for himself. Yeah, there's no way she would mm-hmm. be with this, like, alpha male douchebag. Yeah, there's no way in hell. There's no, that attraction does not work. No. And it doesn't make sense, too, that their spouses are like, this is the worst. They're with their families all the time. Well, then why are you still there? Yeah, they they pour out, like, they pour one out for the guy who flounces on on Tisdale. Yeah. They're like, it's miserable. Everything about this family is the worst. And they're always together. And it's like, if it's that bad, then you guys should leave, too. Nobody's keeping you here. Yeah, it doesn't make any kind of sense. I'm like, there's no way you love your spouse that much. Yeah. There's no way. And there's no way that they're... I don't understand how their spouses love them if this mm-hmm. is the a kind of family because when, dynamic they when enjoy. Because when are these in-laws ever getting with their family? Yeah, It never. seems like never because it's the Quinn way. Yeah, they say it's the Quinn, there's the wrong way, and then there's the Quinn way. Yeah. And when they're warning Matt away, mm-hmm. they're saying, like, oh, we're here every holiday, every day, drop-ins, yeah. brunches, yeah. all the time, like every day, every week, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be, you can marry Emmy. That's her name. Yeah. You can marry Emmy, but you need to stay in You need California to make sure you stay in L.A. Because yeah. you don't want to be here for this. But it's like, I don't understand what you guys see in your respective spouses. Right. That is keeping you in this situation. Exactly. What kind of relationship is that that you can't have an open dialogue like, Hey, I know you love your father, but I feel like this is a little bit yeah. much. Like because, like, well, even the guy who's divorcing Ashley Tisdale brings that up. Yeah, he's like, "You're with your family all the time," and that's when then Dennis Quaid is like, "Oh, so we're the reason?" Yeah. And it's like, "Yeah, actually, you, you are. are the reason." Yeah, we could probably be together yeah. if 
you weren't always up our butt. Because, yeah, yeah that's why he they, says he, Because he, Dennis Quaid tells them what exactly they can drink, what yeah. type of soda they can drink, what they're supposed to do on the holidays, what they're not supposed to do on the holidays, what they're supposed to do every other day of their life. Yeah. Like, he plans out everything for them. Yeah, and again, that goes, in, I think, into that conservative mentality. Mm-hmm. They've made him such a, I, I don't know, like a... a he he embraced, He's controlling they made and him so excessively mm-hmm. traditional and yeah. conservative that just letting him be like okay you can drink coke instead of pepsi yeah. is going to be like this monumental change for that character yeah. but he's really not going to end up leaving his fundamental atheism is going to send you to hell gay people are bad yes. like he's never going to leave that yeah yeah let's we'll drink a dr pepper <laughs> in eight episodes right people watch this they'll be like see we can change too and it's no. like no you really no, didn't no you can't no <laughs> it's a, a very politically episode, I think. Well, you know, it's the atmosphere we're in right now. Well, it's the atmosphere we're in. And it, I'm getting sick and tired of not saying a damn word about it. Well, and it's the show. The show is fundamentally mm-hmm. that. We yes. can't discuss the show without mm-hmm. talking about its clear conservative bias. Yes. And, like, and that's what I'm kind of saying about Matt, too. He's almost like, now, I wouldn't say he's excessively liberal, mm-hmm. but they did make him excessively wishy-washy. And yes. Very not, I guess, what you call manly, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but like, very much, I guess, what. I don't know. He's still a douchebag. He's a douche, but I mean, like, <laughs> they couldn't even get that right, you know, like, because <laughs> like, he still thinks, like, I gotta ask your father for permission to yeah. marry you. Dennis Quaid's patriarchal role in the show is perfect for the written part. Ugh. The written part. It's like Shakespeare. For the written part. Those who state he does not have the necessary comedic timing simply do not understand the character. No. No. I think I think Dennis Quaid is funny. Oh, he definitely has and, comedic timing. We've seen this in other shows. Yeah, he's yeah. he's proven he has comedic timing. Mm-hmm. The show is bad. Like, yes. The, like I said, he can't deliver the lines the way they need to. Mm-hmm. And you can just see he's not really putting his all into it. Yeah. You can definitely feel he feels this is beneath him. Mm -hmm. But he also feels like he kind of wants to do it. It's like a weird abusive relationship (laughs) he's having with this relationship, with this show. All right. Um, Finally, the story itself is well written. Is it? Refreshing. Really? And endearing. What? Without a strong intrusion from today's politics. What? Wow. (laughs) She missed it completely. Yeah. <laughs> it simply keeps everything within a boundary and delivers entertainment without bending the characters to fit a platform. Uh, no. BS. Yeah. Unless, of course, this show represents my own mm-hmm. particular political biases. Yeah. They even say in the show he forces them to vote a certain way. Yeah. He tells you who exactly to vote like, you for. Know, you know those like shots of like Trump and <laughs> Eric Trump like looking over at their wives yeah. voting? Like that's essentially what these yeah. characters are doing to their... Disgusting and horrid. I hate it. Yeah. It's simply a great series which every personality in my family embraced. Ew. What is that supposed to mean? Every personality in my family? Ugh. As we watched each episode together. Gross. So <laughs> so this is an actual TV show, so Ugh. say something good about the show. Say what now? <laughs> <laughs> say something good about the show. And it can't be something you already said. Oh. You can't say, like, the first five minutes. It has to be something good. Oh, my. Oh, I got a good one. Okay, you go first, then. There is a moment mm-hmm. that I think was legitimately funny and underplayed, maybe. Okay. <laughs> and this felt very much Full House 1991. <laughs> 
But Tisdale's having a hard time of it because mm-hmm. her she's getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm sure by the end of the show they're gonna get back together. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, because nobody gets a divorce if you're conservative. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. That's be sinful. But like they're <laughs> at the hospital and she's just staring at a fish tank. Yeah. And like I, she's talking to the fish and it's really funny. Mm-hmm. And then she steals the fish. Yes. She somehow has like a gallon. <laughs> a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she reaches into the fish tank and steals the fish. I thought that was a legitimately funny moment. Well, good, good on you. Okay, good, but good give on me you. something good. I, I really hope Joy leaves this situation. <laughs> she's she's better than this. No, oh yeah, Joy definitely. Deserves yeah, she's better, better than, than this. this. And bring bring your cute kids with you. Cause just just leave this because you don't want them raised in that environment. Because the other in law outlaw guy, mm-hmm. like he's the worst too. Oh, he's, he's terrible. So wishy washy mm-hmm. and so. Again, that kind of cliche, like, mm-hmm. this is what liberals are like. Yeah. You know, kind of mm-hmm. feeling that uh, it, it's garbage. Yeah. But Joy, I think they did do a good job with her, mm-hmm. writing her, and the things she said, I think, work, mm-hmm. except for there's no way that character would be in that family. Yeah, there's no way in hell. Especially no with way. that particular man. Yes, exactly. There's just, I don't see that... Mm-hmm. Maybe in other episodes it'll explain how that dynamic works out. But yeah, because I, I don't, don't see, see it. it. I don't see it. I don't it. see it. So I, I want her to get out. Get out, sweetheart. Get out. They have so many kids. Maybe the sex is just really good. No. No, sex <laughs> isn't worth being with a douchebag. It's true. It's true. No. I think it's clear we both think this is a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> this should not go to series. Why would you make a television show like this? I don't know. I don't know. Make another um, rom-com with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think this would work better as a 90-minute mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think it's kind of been made before. It has. Like, there's mm-hmm. lots of movies about the the dad who's a kind of a hard-as-nails guy, and the, mm-hmm. she's bringing in her boyfriend. But, like, hey, I, I need a boyfriend that makes sense why she's with him. Yes. I don't get... I don't get their relationship at all. He seems yeah. to be bringing nothing to the table. Exactly, and even the actress has a really hard time kissing that guy. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not, trying, <laughs> I'm not trying to pick on him too much physically, right? Except for let's say not like a physical looks, but just in the way he carries himself. He didn't bother cleaning himself up to meet the in laws. Yeah, he didn't try yeah. anything, and he he's according to the show, I think he has no job. Yeah, he like I mean, like he says at one point, we're we're still struggling to make it, and mm-hmm. then equates to something like struggling to pay rent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just because you're in a band, if you're not making money with your band, you still need to get a job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, moocher. You know, a lot of people do. A lot of mm-hmm. professional actors, actresses, musicians, yeah. they all have to have their side gigs. Yeah, exactly. Because it's very hard to make it as like that mm-hmm. to, to pay for anything. So he's bringing nothing to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like like emotionally. Yeah. Physically, <laughs> um, economically, right? Like he's not very funny. No. She thinks his jokes are stupid. Yeah, she actually comes right out and says that. Like one of the first lines in the show, he's like, "Thank you for your criticisms of how mm-hmm. I'm terrible," or something like that. Like, "Thank you for trying to hide who I am." Trying, thank you for trying mm-hmm. to hide who I am. Literally, like one of the first lines of yes. the show is him saying, "Thank you for helping yeah. me try to hide who I am." Yeah. So I don't even know why she likes him. Yeah. Well, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like again, like if she laughed at his jokes, that would be different. He's like, "Oh, you're so funny. Those Star Wars jokes are really funny." But my father will think you're a nerd, so yeah. maybe cool it with that. Yeah. And they could have just left it at that, and then she's like, "And then maybe after that too." So it's like, what do you want from him then? Yeah, I don't get it. Why are you together? Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make why any kind of sense. Any of you together? 
no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I don't get And I can't either. believe the mother's only been dead three years. Yeah, it's still kind of blows. Because the way they it. talk about it, she's been dead for like 25. Yeah, this, it feels like an old wound mm-hmm. rather than something that's relatively fresh. That's fresh. Three yeah. years is fresh. Fresh, yeah. Three years is fresh. I don't think anything could make this better. No. I think it was a dumb idea. I don't think anyone should watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch! So, Piloting the Pilots (laughs) releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Next week, we will be watching... What are we watching next week? I don't know. Ah, next week mm-hmm. we're going from wait no, is it is Vanessa Hudgens? She's from uh, High School Musical, yeah, right? Yeah. We're going from one High School Musical <laughs> alum to the other High School Musical alum. Yay! We are going to see the sequel to Christmas Switch, the Christmas Switch Two. Did we watch Christmas Switch One? We did last we did. year. We did. We are what going was to it have, about? She was a baker, a patissier. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. And the other one was a princess or something. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay. I'm not asking our, our listeners to do this, <laughs> but I would suggest, because I think we're going to have to watch Christmas Switch 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pro- I got no problem with that. Because i got to refresh my memories <laughs> about what the first one was about. I know it's basically Princess and the mm-hmm. P, or no, Princess. Prince and the Popper. Yes, the Prince and the Popper, yeah. But now we're going to get a sequel to that, and I kind of need a little bit of a refresher yeah. of where because we're Because the sequel to The Christmas Prince, I think it was, with iZombie yeah. Lady, Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, well, they had two sequels. Do you even remember? Oh, that's right, and they were two? both terrible. Yeah. And they did a bad job on her makeup. She looked like garbage, and normally she's a she's beautiful gorgeous. woman. Yeah, she's normally beautiful, but this one she looked like a cracked she out. Looked, she looked like <laughs> Dennis Quaid. She did. She looked like a Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> she equated her. They made then, her look like a raccoon. She had like all this black around her eyes. This is working for Netflix. This is what old dude is. <laughs> she looks so ragged. Look out, Stranger Things kids. I felt so bad for her because I was like, she's normally a beautiful person. Yeah, no, she, she, I, I, I think she's great looking. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but then these movies, man, she just looked bad. Well, the first one, she looked fine. Oh, not as good. I, I still think her look in Eye Zombie is like. Oh, she looks amazing kinda, as kinda a zombie. Kind of more my style. Yeah, she looks great as a zombie. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. she looked fine in the first one, mm-hmm. and then there was just like, <laughs> and, and I'm not trying, again, not trying to criticize. I'm just saying. I'm judging the makeup artist. Yeah, yeah. It's the makeup artist, the the director. The lighting. lighting whoever let it this It was like go. they decided to put her under a fluorescent lights all the time. Yeah, exactly. While having her starve to death and drink gasoline. But, but I'm not asking everyone to watch both of them, but we're going to have to watch both mm-hmm. of them probably. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of going to get a twofer, I think, next week in terms of a podcast. Because we're probably going to have to refer to the first one in order to discuss yeah, the yeah, second yeah. one. Yeah. So, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I think this one may be good. I think this one might be up our um fun dom holiday rom-com. This is kind of more what I think I'm looking for. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I, I love this kind of crap. Yeah, holiday was like too much of the raunchy stuff. Yeah. This was too much of the conservative stuff. <laughs> I'm hoping the next one will be wholesome romance. Mm. With some fart jokes. With some fart jokes and some dumb dumb stuff. Yes. So that's what mm. I'm hoping for. So, yeah, we'll see y'all next week for that. And in the meantime, do not watch this show. 
I know it's only 30 minutes. I know what we've said has really tempted you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they're not tempted. But trust me, it's not worth your time. No. So anyway, we'll see you next time, and we love you. Bye. Bye.